0: Father, we just come to you right now, Lord. Hmm. Father, we just rest in your presence right now, God. Lord, I thank you for tonight. God, I thank you for the miracles that have already taken place in this room. And I thank you for the testimonies that are going to come after tonight of the miracles that have already taken place in this room. But, Father, I thank you for the miracle that's going to come. Lord, and, and as I was standing there worshiping, Father, you laid on my heart, walking out in faith. So, Father, for those that you have already imparted a word of wisdom, Father, a healing power, God, a miraculous moment, Lord, that they step out in faith tonight and receive that miracle. Father, I thank you that you love us so much to give us the gifts. Freely. Freely you give them. Father, I pray that tonight, Lord, that we, man, we are attentive. God, that we hear clearly. That we see clearly. God, that you open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts tonight. That we can get every bit of, that you have for us, God. Because I know tonight is about a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom from our pastors, God, talking about faith and miracles. But Lord, you have already imparted in them something more special for tonight. And I can see that and I can sense that, God, and I thank you for your fragrance in this room. I thank you that we have a safe place to come and rest in you. God, move tonight in only way that you know how, in your power and in your glory. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. I have the special privilege and honor to impart honor this morning, this evening. Um, I'm not gonna stand up here long because I know that there is a powerful word coming tonight. But I do wanna say this, that the gentleman and lady that are speaking tonight have imparted so much grace, so much mercy, so much love. I can truly say that I have felt the Father's love from these two individuals. They're like parents to me. They're mentors, they're so loved. And I know that a lot of y'all can share in that testimony. But I want you all to stand up and give some honor where honor is due because the Bible says give honor where honor is due for Pastor Harold Watkins and Pastor Mary Lou Watkins.
1: Wow, what an introduction. I don't know how to follow that. You're going to need this, my I'm going to call her Mary Mary because that's what most everybody calls her. First Lady Mary Mary, Pastor Mary, Pastor, Lou. Mary, Pastor Mary Lou.
2: Pastor, I just uh, want to say one thing. Okay. There will be miracles. woo There will be miracles. Amen. Well, Deborah Huntsucker gave me this, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And Pastor and I have it sitting on our mirror in our bedroom, okay? So we're all gonna get our mouths moving together and we're all believing for miracles, okay? And so we have, Joe has- And Diane. And Diane have put these together, but Joe did all the artwork on this. Everybody's gonna have one of these. And I'm very excited about that. We'll keep passing them out.
1: For $12.95 each. Yes,
2: and- uh, I had this one done for our bedroom. There will be miracles. Billy Faye will be the only one getting one like this, I'm sure. (laughs) Because I went in and said, I want a frame for about $10. This was a lot more than that. So Hobby Lob is going to be the way to go. Or these are laminated, and you don't even have to put them in a frame. But there will be miracles.
1: They make great bookmarks, too, for big Bibles.
2: Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right.
1: We're gonna have fun tonight. Yes, we are. So you merely said that. She she said, I don't know how you do this every week. She said, I'm just like
2: oh. No, I, I couldn't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, so, so every week getting a fresh word from the Lord, pastor we've been pastoring for twenty-three years. He's repeated the same subjects, but never the same sermon in 23 years. He studies and gets the word from the Lord. I don't think there's that many people that do that, guys. Yeah. And so uh, I have scriptures. I'm going
1: gonna gonna to show you something.
2: Look at my notes. It's pathetic.
1: Yeah. This is her notes. Yeah. I this, was thinking that. This about. is mine.
2: You know, Pam is had her the little, shoes.
1: They th- are not mine.
2: Pam had the little iPad last week, yeah. and it was so organized. Pastor, before we get serious, mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing. Okay, okay? here's what we want to establish in this room right now: is that who is God to you? Okay, because when you say God, there's many ideas that comes to people's minds. Okay, uh, there's God that is just put everything in motion, and he doesn't care about us personally. He's sovereign, and just it's his will is going to be done in everything, and it is, right? But I'm saying this. I have a personal God. I have a personal God. We grew up believing we had a personal God, a personal Savior. My mom's favorite scripture was from Psalm 139. I want to just share that briefly. I have no idea where I put my Bible. Stevie, it's, it's right down there.
1: Well, you came up here with that in your yeah, body.
2: Yeah, both of them. That's just she, that one, Brandy. Just the red It took one. me
1: two hours to load the car with all of her stuff. Yeah. Her, her vision true. board and everything. Okay, so
2: before I say that about a personal God, He cares about me and He cares about the details of my life. And I, I may not even read the scripture, but okay, I'm going to. Okay.
1: Now just bear with us.
2: Yeah, bear with us. But this is so powerful. For you created my inmost being and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. This is going to blow your mind. But all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them ever came to be. Now, that's a personal God that knows the details of our life, right? Okay, so this is not a miracle. It's only a testimony of favor, okay? And I want to say this just to, because it's funny. Pastor's like, honey, don't share that. It's so funny. But about five years ago, guys, I'm a a bargain shopper. I am a bargain shopper. And uh, you may see me something that I got at the... For five dollars, I got I wore a beautiful outfit a couple of weeks ago, and the shirt was seven dollars in a resale store, had a brand new tag on it, and the pants were three dollars in an estate sale. But it looked pretty, pretty good for what it cost, right? But so, about six years ago, I tried on some shoes at a store in California called Marmy, and I've been in there many times with Billy Faye and Blenda, but I hadn't bought that many shoes there unless they were on sale, and so I saw these beautiful black suede shoes, and I tried them on, and wow, they were dynamite, and I looked at the price tag. (laughs) They were $150, and with the tax and everything in California, it was like, man, that's about $175, and so, I mean, I didn't leave there there saying, in the name of Jesus, I'm gonna get those shoes, okay? I just liked the shoes, okay? So in about six or seven months, I got a catalog from Army in the mail, and so uh, some things were on sale, and I just happened to call the 800 number. And I said, I know this is kind of crazy. I don't know the name of these shoes, but I saw some black suede shoes when I was in California. And I was just wondering, I don't know the name, if you could see if you might have them. Well, she said, yes, ma'am, I have found the shoes. There is one pair left in the United States of America, and they are a size seven. And they're (laughs)
0: $29.95.
2: That wasn't a miracle. But guys, that's my God. He is so personal. He cares about the details of my life. I can tell you most of the time, I don't pray for favor. Because I know his favor is on me. Because he's in me and his word says his favor is on me. And so it's just kind of funny. But um, I love junk. And we've decorated our house with junk. She looked at me when she said that. Yeah, I love junk. Well, I actually bought Pastor the first really nice shirt. I love junk. Uh, uh, The first really nice shirt and pants he ever had. And so then it was all, the rest is history. (laughs) So anyways, that was for fun. Okay, Pastor, faith, faith, faith.
1: We're going to teach on the gift of faith and also on uh, miracles. Are you going to? Okay, thank you. All of our pro- no, this I'll be- I told her I didn't really want to teach tonight because she's really worked and worked and worked to get pre- no, prepared know. for this, and I haven't because I really believe that as I would sit and talk to my wife, she just had so much that she really was just bubbling out of her that she wanted to share, and and so you can see by her notes and all that that there's so much that she wants to share tonight. This, so this, I'm just going to lay a little only, bit. This is only the notes. Yeah. Okay. More. But I'm I'm just going to lay a little bit of the groundwork because we are teaching on the gift of faith and. The gift of miracles we're, we're talking about the power gifts in first corinthians chapter 12. so if you haven't been here for any of the series you can go back and watch them but we're talking about you know there's mr uh, there's the grace gifts back in romans 12 but in the first corinthians 12 i was taught that these gifts had ceased because i was in a denominational church they said these gifts were only for the apostles well that that's just really a lie uh, because they're for everybody. God didn't just say, well, I'm going to give some of this to some of you, and some of it I'm going to hold back. And we just sang a song about sing. We, we serve the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why man would think he could step in and say this is not for today, to me that is all, that, that borders on heresy. It really does just to say I'm going to make a decision. Well, that doesn't happen anymore because, you know, God doesn't really need to do anything like that anymore. So I'm just going to set the groundwork for you. We believe in 1 Corinthians 12 that it's for the church today. Let me, read, let me read this to you, because in verse 7 it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, P-R-O-F-I-T, not P-R-O-P-H-E-T, but the profit that, that benefits all of us. So he says, I'm giving these gifts to profit everybody in the body of Christ. So that, are we the body of Christ? So is he still giving his gifts to profit the body of Christ? I believe he is. For to one is given the word of wisdom. We've talked about that. And through the Spirit. And all these are through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge. Through the same Spirit. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. And that implies the gift of faith. By the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings. Plural. By the same Spirit, which Pam dealt with last week. Great. it's beautiful. Then t- uh, tonight, is, we also talk about to another, the working of of miracles. And that word miracles actually means power, dunamis, the working of something to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. We're going to get to those in the next few weeks. And one and the same spirit, the Holy Spirit works all these things. Look at the last line of the verse of 11, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, that sounds like, okay, well, I'm sure that's for the pastor. I'm sure that's for that, that event. He's given all these gifts, but, you know, he didn't give me any gifts. And so when you say that, you know what, Your power of your words, you've already stopped God from giving you a gift. When you say he's not going to give me a gift, I'm not worthy of a gift, I'm not going to have a gift, I, I can't do any, I can't be that. And so you're limiting God. So tonight, one of the things that we want to impart to you is, please don't limit God in your life because of your past or your present or where you're going don't limit god just our prayer when we were baptized in the holy spirit and that was back in about 1998 when we were baptized in the holy spirit our prayer was a simple prayer god i want everything you have for me can you say that tonight god i want everything you have for me now do y'all believe he's a good good father so is he going to give you a snake is he going to give you something evil no, he's not. He's, read, read Luke 11. He's not. He's going to give you something good. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, okay? So the manifestation of the Spirit is given. The Holy Spirit is given to everybody when they get saved. Everybody has the presence of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, he may abide with you forever. Say forever. forever. Does he ever leave you or forsake you? No. no. Okay. However, at some times, I like this, the Spirit's presence is more apparent than at other times. Can I get a witness? You have the Holy Spirit within you, right? But there are times when there's a manifest presence and there's like a, an unction, a welling up. Sometimes it's you, you, you get chill bumps and a lot of people, that's just goosebumps. No, sometimes that's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the hair raises up on the back of your neck. Sometimes tears come to your eye. But you know that you know that you know when the Holy Spirit is really falling upon you or filling you up again, right? So that's, that's what he says, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Everybody that believes Jesus, trusted Jesus, you have the indwelling Spirit. But it, there are times when he just pours out his Spirit on you for a definite act in, in a time of operating in these gifts. So there are times when he may choose to manifest himself and to make himself apparent. And so we, we, I believe this, and I, I know my wife believes it, and probably most of you do too. All the gifts, he can give you any of the gifts at any time he wants to give them to you in whatever you may need the gift of healing in a situation he'll give it to you you may need the gift of faith in a situation he'll give it to you but you've got to be prepared for it you've got to be ready for it you're you're, god's got it he's prepared that's what he's doing through this series he's preparing us to receive and then to operate in these gifts because it's for everybody and it's to edify the whole body amen you are i'm almost done oh shoot she's i'm she's leaving In the Old Testament, the, the Holy Spirit came upon people in special dispensation. Just a couple of weeks ago, I preached on Gideon. You remember, all these things happened to Gideon. And it said the Spirit of God came upon Gideon, then he became a mighty warrior. The Spirit of God came upon Saul and left him. The Spirit of God came upon David and left him. That's why David at one time when he repented, he says, do not remove your Holy Spirit from me. He knew what it was like to feel the presence. Have you ever, have you ever felt like the Holy Spirit's left you? I mean, haven't you? When you're dry and you're in a dry place and you just feel like, "Holy Spirit, where are you?" You just want you want you want that manifest, you want that that, that feeling, you want that cuz God is a God of feeling. He, he gave us that. So that that's about how I think we're prepped to w- walk in the gifts and to understand a little bit more maybe about how the the manifestation operates. I wanted to set all these these verses up that all these uh, gifts up By telling you that now i want to speak about the gift of faith very quickly and then uh mary lou's going to come up and talk about the gift of uh miracles okay because that these are exciting faith how many of you have faith tonight everybody in this place we've read it i've read it many times in romans 12 it says that everyone has been given faith all right a measure of faith we were, We've been watching teachings. We we're preparing for this, and I heard a, a pastor the other day say, "Well, that man, that the that um, measure of faith was for the gifts. It wasn't for your salvation." But I just disagree with him. I think we had to. Have, God had to give us the faith to believe that He is who He is. Who he is who He says He is. So we've been given a measure of faith, everybody. But the gift of faith is different. The gift of faith is it, i like this definition is the unique ability to trust god against all circumstances it's the unique ability to trust god against all circumstances it's a supernatural faith it, it's something you can't muster up within you how many of you know that you've operated in the gift of faith before you just did something so out of character for you come on hold your hands up all right and see and We want to make this something like ooh, ooh, and it's 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 in our everyday life we can operate. Ooh, diddle, yeah, I know. I'm watching you guys. I want. To, I told you I'd call y'all down if y'all started messing with me down there. Uh, somebody get that? I'm sure that's pizza. The pizza's here. Um, but everybody's been been given this faith, and we we just need to go. We need to go beyond the fact that well, I've got faith to believe for my salvation. Mary Lou and I when we were When we were baptized in the Holy Spirit, a lot of things, that's just a focal point for us. We just have to go back there. I'm sorry, guys, but that's where we go back to. Because up until then, all we had faith for was to believe for our salvation. And God said, well, I've given you more faith than to, I've got things for you to do. And so when we have this impartation or this gift of faith, we will do things outside of our comfort zone. And guess what? We won't even be afraid because it's not from you. And my, my testimony, and I've I've shared this a few times, but some of you may not have ever heard it. But one night I, I was still at the at a church and I was I was only a worship leader at uh, another denominational church. God woke me up in the in the wee hours of the morning and he said, Harold, you're gonna preach tomorrow at this large church. I had never preached before in a church. I was a worship leader. I taught in college class. I wasn't scheduled to preach. Matter of fact. They already had a scheduled preacher for that day. And I woke up, and I, it's like, <laughs> download, download, download. And I just, Mary Lou, when I woke her up, she said, what is it? I said, I'm preaching tomorrow morning. I will tell you what a gift of faith will look like to somebody else when you speak to them. She looked at me. She said, okay. Amen. She had no doubt that I had something, that God had imparted something to me. And I got, I went to the, the church. I told the guy that was supposed to speak. I said, man, I don't have to tell you this, but I'm supposed to speak today. I'm supposed to preach today. And he said, okay. They <laughs> I I don't feel good anyway. I got this sinus infection. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> and I went and I preached the sermon. I didn't have any notes. The words just came out. I can't say that it's ever happened like that again. I believe that that was a gift of faith. And I had a word for the church. And It was a, it was a, a tough word. It was a tough word. And I think they were glad to say, I'm glad you're leaving, I don't know. <laughs> the, other side, the other thing that I would tell you about a gift of faith for me, because we're trying to make this personal, so you can understand, I'm just, we're, I'm, we're just people, we're just regular people. I just put my pants on, well, I probably put mine on different than y'all, I run and jump into them. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> here <you> go, honey. <laughs> no, I just put my pants on the same way all the rest of the guys do here. Uh, we're, just, we're just ordinary people that serve an extraordinary God. So when he called us and uh, we were praying, we were listening. We were like seeking God's face. What do you want us to do? What do you want us to do, God? And then we uh, had this little encounter down here on on uh, Tuick Street with a tailor shop. And went around the back. And you, some of you know the story. And God said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to start a work in downtown San Angelo. And I want you to reach out to those that don't have anybody, that don't, people don't care about them. And when we started that work, as God is my witness, I never believed that it would not work. I never, I've never had a second thought. And I, I think a lot of people, maybe that when they start a work, they're like, I'm not sure this is going to work, but we're going to try it. It wasn't that. It was that God said this, and so we're going to do it because God said it. I think that was a gift of, of faith. And it may not look like some huge thing compared to walking on water. But for, to, for some people, that'd be like walking on water, you know, because what, what's a miracle to one person is not a miracle to somebody else. But this was, this was faith that God imparted to us to do what we're doing today. And so I'm thankful that God says, Harold, you can't do this. See, it's a lot of, I can't do this, I can't do this. Well, that's a great thing to say to God. Just say it. I can't do this. Because when you say I can't do this, your next statement says, should set say be, but God, I know that with you all things are possible. And that that way you don't get the credit for it. We don't take the credit for any of this stuff. I mean, I look at I look across this room and I think, man, God, you are so awesome. The lives you've changed, the people you've touched from a couple that was almost divorced at the age of 30. And God, you're just, you're you He just blows us away, doesn't he, with his goodness, with his forgiveness and his grace. So faith is something you can't manufacture on your own. This kind of gift of faith is something that God says, but here here, you've got to participate with it. You have to hear the voice of God, and then you have to believe God, and then you have to act upon what you believe God said for you to do. That's that's acting out your faith. Faith without works is what? Dead, D-E-A-D, Dead. it's dead. So that gift of faith is still an action that we have to participate with. But I'm telling you, when you know that it's God and he says to do it and he says to step out and get out of the boat, Peter, you can do it. You can do whatever he says you want. he wants you to do if you just trust him and believe. That's faith right there. Trust him and believe what he says. So that's, uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So Mayor, Mayor, I've got uh, you've got the rest of this time. I want to give it over to you, all right?
2: a miracle extraordinary and astonishing happening that is attributed to the presence and action of God miracles are supernatural events that occurred occur outside the bounds of what is normal now guys i these in front of me They're all prophetic words that have been spoken. This isn't even all of them over pastor and I. But one time at Ron Campbell's house, we took a group of about 14 women. And he prophesied over we women that were there. And he said, Mary Lou, this is for you specifically. And I'm not going to read it all, just this one part. So I'm saying this to you as a person, specifically on your own. You are entering into a realm of the prophetic that not many people are going to enter into. And you're going to enter into that because God has prepared your heart, even from the time you were a little girl. You have always had this passion. You would bounce around. You had a passion to extend things, to push further. I mean, to push the barn door open. Just open up everything. Bring it all, and that's the gift and the call on your life. I mean, you don't see limitations. Even though you may not see it, your heart and in your spirit, you know that there is more. Guys, miracles have always been in my heart. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I saw the gifts. Now, Pastor and I were talking about, we knew about the other gifts, the grace gifts. The church called them. We knew nothing about the power gifts. So at the age of 47, when we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it wasn't, tongues was not the first evidence of it. It was power. It was this knowing. It was like, wow, the witnessing. It was amazing for us, the dreams, the visions. And I remember sitting, and some of this stuff, if I repeat it, it's because I want everybody to hear, the new people too, But I on we were not planning on being a church. I want you all to realize that. We never had a big, grandiose idea of establishing a church. We wanted to see God move. We didn't know what that was going to look like. But I was sitting on the steps at a wedding shower. And someone from church, we were still in our Baptist church, they said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. But we're going to be a miracle ministry. Now, guys, I want you to remember what I said. I established something. I established something. And so from that baptism of the Holy Spirit started a supernatural life for me. Dreams. Unbelievable. Prophetic dreams. I don't even dream like that anymore, Pastor. I wish I did. I remember because the gifts of healing Oh, my goodness, because we'd always had such compassion. But i got to tell you, Billy Fay was the one that saw people with cancer. It wasn't me. My dad passed away from cancer. I really didn't want to be around suffering people. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there was a desire in my heart to pray for people, not because I think I pray so good, but because the healing power of an almighty God. It was amazing. And I couldn't get over what God was doing. But anyway, I had a dream one time, and Frances Hunter came to me. I never met her, but she and her husband, Charles, uh, wrote a book about healing, one of the old-timey people. In fact, Harold's mother dated Charles Hunter. But anyway, that's another story. You could have been somebody else, Pastor, if they would have (laughs) married. But anyway, I had a dream that Frances Hunter came to me, and she said, the favor of God is upon you, and you're going to win the lottery. And the numbers were 2, 4, 6, 8, 44, and 10. I want to write those down. Go ahead. We should play them sometime, right? But anyway, I was like, Lord, your favor's on me. It was like an angel spoke to me and said his favor was on me. And I've looked at those numbers every which way but use. But, but, but loose. So I see two, two, twos all the time. I see twenty twos. I see two, 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 two. And I just know there are signs from God for me. But anyway, the stories of the supernatural opened up. And I realized all the stories had to do with something I said. And when Pastor and the men were meeting together trying to figure out how they could borrow money to do this building. I No, no, it's not under the bus. But I was just sitting there, and I said, quit trying to figure this out. This is going to be a supernatural move of God. All right? Pressing on down the line, we're like, okay, we want a building. How are we ever going to get a building? And I said, Father God, we want to put our money into people, not a building. But we'd like to have a building. But we want to put it into people, the money. Because we've been on a building committee of our church. And it was all about the church building, okay? We thought we'd died and gone to heaven. Because it was beautiful. Pastor had a big entire band with saxophones and everybody. It was awesome. We were just baptizing the Holy Spirit and worship. And it was just beautiful. But it was the things that I said. When all the Redbird story, I'm not going to go into that. But I said, I said. If I could see a red bird, I would go. Everything I established when I prayed for the lady with the cancer that I saw a a, a, a concho pearl in it. And I said, I'm going to buy a ticket and if I can go and pray for her. And I got in the car and I said, Father God, if you open the door, I'll go. You You see a pattern here? I establish something, and it's not because I'm so great. He said it in his word. He said to write down a vision. Guys, remember the vision boards? People are like, oh. yeah, Go ahead and put that on the board. Okay, a few years ago... Uh, CJ had something up here about doing a vision board. I'm the least artistic person in the whole entire world, okay? Pastor has many gifts, and art is one of them, and calligraphy and all this. So we bought this at a junk store or something, and then Pastor did this, helped me. I picked it out. But y'all, this is what's in my heart. I got to read it from here. Y'all can see it on the board. But it's all scriptures, but it's worship deeper with God all things are possible the word believe in miracles new wine prayer faith glory prophecy healing giving the harvest Holy Spirit power do everything in love to God be all the glory faith and all scriptures this is in my heart I have this in my house when I sit down at the piano. I see this, this little sign is there that says, With faith, all things are possible. I mean, the word of God is before me at all times. It's in my heart, and it's in my mouth. But you have to remember, out of the abundance of your mouth, your heart, the mouth speaks. So all the miracles, they were already in my heart, but I was speaking and prophesying them without even knowing what I was doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I will tell you right now, if your marriage, if you're battling in your marriage, and you begin to say, I don't love you anymore, I'm tired, I don't think I can make it, we're not going to make it, I can pretty well guarantee you, you've established it, and you're not going to make it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I realized that a long time ago. Now, I was fortunate enough fortunate enough to grow up in a family where, you know, we didn't yell at one another. We spoke good words of kindness and we loved each other. That was awesome. But I didn't know the power of my tongue. I didn't know what I was creating. And so we know that God created the world, spoke it into existence. Okay. There's some scriptures I want to read and I want to share. Mm-hmm. I love the Bibles that still have what Jesus said and read. Go unto all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will place their hands on sick people. And they will get well. The power of agreement. We all know where two or three are gathered together in his name. I'm in the midst of him. But what about the scripture right above it? Where two agree on earth touching anything and have faith, it will be done for them. Guys, when we got baptized in the Holy Spirit, we just had crazy faith. I mean, how in the world could we even have a thought about doing what? I did tell you, Pastor, because we were chaplains at the nursing home. And if the preaching thing didn't work out, you could always pose as... Johnny Cash and Elvis. Uh, Elvis. He has an Elvis suit and everything if y'all are interested. But we used to sing June and Johnny, with the Carters. So it was a joke. But we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun at the nursing home. You should come preach in your Elvis costume sometime. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Like 645. Okay. Now, I want to read this from John 11, 12, 13, John 14, 25. Y'all have to know that <laughs> there are so many scriptures I didn't know, and they would just come to me. Pam and I and Pastor, we were praying over a boy that was in a coma. We didn't know, he when he was in a coma, we didn't know he was brain dead, but his, uh, my, a girl on my tennis team, it was one of her son's friends. They'd been in a car accident, and they asked me if I'd go pray for him. And the first thing, the family was up there, and people had gone into the well-meaning Christians and saying, well, you know the reason your son's in the accident, what sins in your life? Guys, does anyone need to hear that? Please don't ever say that. And we went in, and we had all the faith in the world. This, I'll never. This young man, I can't remember his name, But I'll never forget how he looked because he would just look like he was asleep. We were praying in tongues and just believing God that he was going to raise up. And this is before we ever started the church or anything, Pastor. And I heard in my spirit John 16, 24. I didn't know if there was a chapter, John 16. And I had my Bible. I looked it up and it said, Until now, you've not asked for anything. In my name, but ask and your joy will be made complete. And I'd ask a lot of people if this young man was saved. I don't know. I don't know. If you ask that many people and they say they don't know, there's a good chance he's not. Y'all, we begin to tell him the plan of salvation like he was sitting there. We were telling him everything how much God loved him and how magnificent he was. He died for his sins. And we, Pastor started singing, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. We believe with all our hearts that young man got saved because his spirit was alive and well. We didn't even have a revelation of that. And we found out later the nurses were laughing and laughing and laughing at us because that man was brain dead, but his spirit was alive and well. Just saying. Don't put God in a box. I think so many times we put God in a box and we try to tell him what he's going to do. Why do we do that? It it doesn't work out that way. He is King Jesus. And I just want to read this because I love healing so much too. But a cheerful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. This is the one I wanted to read. Again, the tongue has the power of death and life, and those who eat will eat its fruit. Guys, I want to tell you, when they came out and the doctor looked at me and said, Your husband is not going to make it, I said, Yes, sir, he is. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? We're establishing something when we speak. The gifts are so beautiful, and that he would love us so much to be representatives of him. Uh, The one I wanted to, uh, there's one, okay, from this, oh, the one from John, Jesus said the disciples would do greater works than him. John records the following, Very truly, I tell to you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works in these because I'm going to the Father. So I want to say, and I always say it, but salvation is the greatest miracle of all. We know this. It is dead men walking. We never die. But guys, he says we're going to do the greater works. So what is the work of the kingdom? Praying for the sick? Believing for miracles? Telling the laws? Baptizing? There's so many. The work of the kingdom is beautiful. And I think about that he would use us to do the work of the kingdom, that we are his representatives. But I was sharing in the staff meeting about these things that I had said, and this is what Betty Jones texted me. You have a prophetic word to release to this house, and it's important that you release it. I realized it in staff meeting that it is a mantle to be draped over this house. Can you imagine this group of people if just 20 of us began to believe about what we were speaking and saying? What about 50 of us? What about 100? What about the body of Freedom Fellowship If we could think of what we're establishing with our mouth when we speak. What did Dr. Cowden say last week? That in 35 years of being a doctor, that he's never known one disease that he treated that wasn't rooted in anger. What are we establishing with our mouth? I heard this Sunday morning as I was getting dressed, and I know it was from the Lord. There is no honor in dishonor. There is no honor in dishonor. The Bible says to honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. That's with a promise, okay? Husbands, love your wives as Christ has loved the church. Guys, that's a big responsibility. I mean, think about what I said. If you think about every time you've gotten angry and mad at your wife or maybe said some things that were horrible coming out of your mouth, no, you got a job. And it's to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Okay? So, I mean, guys, do you understand what's right here? The miracle is in our mouth. What we have had at Freedom Fellowship for the last 20 year, for three years has been wonderful. Oh, wow, what I've seen God do. What we've seen God do. God, Pastor, that he would use us just to have a vision. And you know what? Y'all caught on to the vision and you said, yes, I will. I want to be a part of that vision. And guys, it hadn't been a bed of roses I was going to read one of the words that Ron Campbell spoke. And it's real interesting. Not all of it, of course. Did anybody ever know David Fee's? He was at Jack and Sandy Angles one time. Uh, guys, Pam and I went over there, and he said, You are an apostolic tigress. You see something and you go after it. And he said, now you tried being pastor's wife, little pastor's wife one-on-one, but it didn't work nice, but it didn't work out well for you. So anyway, that was kind of funny. But uh says you go after things. Like a bulldog. Like a bulldog, a bulldog tenacity. Guys, if you need prayer, you want somebody that's going to hang on and not let go. That's not going to be moved by what they see. That's not going to be shaken by what they see. I've seen brain tumors disappear. (laughs) We saw Eli come back to life in that little room that's not there anymore. Okay, Eli. Was a Christian. And unfortunately, he had an affair with a witch. Just saying. He didn't go to this church. But I met somebody at a state cell. They said, there's a man that's been visiting your church and he thinks he's something's wrong with him. He's got a brain tumor and got all these things wrong with him. And so, well, he was at church Sunday. And guys, when I walked up to him and said hello, he started burping. He couldn't quit burping. He just started manifesting, Rose. He just started literally manifesting. And he said, I don't know what's wrong with me. He said, I, my stomach felt fine before I saw you. <laughs> but anyway... He had been to every doctor. He had a brain tumor. He could not walk. He drug his leg. His back hurt. He couldn't stand straight. I mean, it it wasn't old, but it was very, very sad. And Sandra and Betty and I were praying for him. And when when Betty called out the spirit of the Witch, he fell back as dead on the couch. I mean, he wasn't breathing. I was on... Top of him going, In the name of Jesus, come back, Eli, come back. So, after about, I was thinking, Should we call 911? Okay. Do we need to call 911? But we did not. Finally, Sandra, who sees the Spirit, said she saw his spirit come back in his body. And he jumped up and he was going, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Well, in a week's time, he went to the doctor. Brain tumor was gone. He could walk. His back troubles were over. Wow. So Jesus does raise people from the dead, right? So there's so many funny stories. Carl Reese, pastor, first Baptist. All his doctorates and PhDs and all that, and Mary Lou Watkins. Nobody had an encounter, right? Just little woman that loves God. But we were working. I was working out. Well, first of all, I went by the church. I passed by First Baptist, and I said, "Father God, I should lift up the pastor of First Baptist." You, I didn't even know his name really. Started praying for the pastor of First Baptist. Got down to the health club. Pam wasn't with me, and I was listening to praise team music. And um, he was on the treadmill right next to me. He'd been running. He was like 40 years old. He'd been running beside me, and I was doing the elliptical. And I had a thought that he had a heart condition, and he needed prayer. Now, I looked over, and I was like, Lord, Lord, this man's running on the treadmill. has been there for one hour. This is a heart condition? And so, because you guys, I'm just testing this stuff out, right? I, I'm just trying to hear God, okay? And so I got in my car. I looked, he's right next to me. I rolled my window down. I said, hey, Kyle, how you doing? It's so great to see you. I just want to know I've been praying for you. And all of a sudden, a tear came out of his eye. I said, what's up? He said, well, I'm on my way to the doctor. He said, they think I have a pretty serious heart condition. I was like, Get in the car, and so I said, "Get in here." And we prayed. I said, "Kyle, you got you any strong intercessors down there, First Baptist?" But anyway, I'll tell you, he told that story. We prayed for healing. I whole thing that was funny. I called pastor right before I saw, saw Kyle. The whole thing was recorded on pastor's phone. He he played it back, and I sounded like the hickiest woman in the whole wide world. <laughs> But anyway, Kyle told the testimony at his church. We got a letter from someone that went to church and said, thank you for praying for my pastor. And I saw him later, and he said, I'm okay. I didn't have a heart condition. I believe in a God that heals, a God that does miracles. Guys, it's a miracle that... Isn't it? Even are the gifts, aren't they miraculous? But see, I think about this. They're not miraculous to God. They're normal. They're they're like astounding to us. They're astounding to us. So many beautiful, beautiful things. But when Pastor, when they said he wasn't going to make it, we rehabbed in uh in Dallas and we saw uh oh well, that's not it we saw we saw the 4th of July fireworks from the hospital window I did in 2014 and that's the one I want to I want to read the end of it here oh boy no, I think I, I must have moved it up to the front. That's all right. Every one of these in somewhere has miracles in here and healing, a ministry of great miracles and great healings. Guys, we've seen some, but we haven't seen anything yet. Do you all remember when Dr. Pebble was here and he talked about the healing center we were going to have? that was gonna, Millions of dollars was going to come in for it. How can that happen without a miracle, right? Okay. The $50,000 offering that we just gave Tom Babbin. did that astound y'all? Like I was astounded, right? The first $25,000 we gave, I was like, oh, Lord, I looked around and I thought, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I was sitting down there and I heard we were going to give him 50000 I was like, no, mm-hmm. But you know what? I didn't say that. I got in the car and I said, Pastor we're going to give Don a $50,000 offering. And not only to he help pastor, I told Don because I wanted to put my faith behind it because I didn't say it. I knew I might not see it. I said, we're going to give Don a $50,000 offering. And we did it. We did it. Plus, plus some. And how many people have we fed in Africa? Is it 65,000 now? what we've seen God do, what we've seen God do. So when we went to the ministry, we had to sell our little cabin. It was two acres, but my mom and dad had given it to me when I was 12 years old. It was just until recently that I didn't cry when I said it, that I had to sell it. But out of that money, we didn't know anything about first fruit, hadn't a clue about first fruit, although two nights in a row I'd had a dream When we were in our home in Bentwood about first fruit. Didn't even know what it was. And we sold that property. And we tithed out of it. And we bought a water well in Africa. And the Lord just showed me this week. That was our first fruit. (laughs) And now look what God did. Look what God did. So there is something to first fruit. Guys. Guys. I rewrote in our baby book, Wes, we said, first of all, Lord, we give Wes to you. We didn't know he was our first fruit. We said our daughter was going to marry a man after God, at God's own heart, like her dad. So, Lord, this Jewish man is that man. Then I trust you. We love our son in love. We establish things with what we speak. One of the most profound things of what we write and what we speak, I want to tell you all this little testimony. Our daughter's name is Tracy, Tressie, T R E S S I E. It's a very unusual name. She was named after her grandmother, great grandmother. And, you know, all of her life, people are like, hey, Tracy. No, it's Tressie, Tressie. Well, one day we got a call, or Harold did, a Facebook well, call. She called you. And it was from a woman named Tracy Rourke. And she said, Pastor Harold, I need to talk to you. And she said, I just want to tell you this story. But she said, my husband and I are brand new Christians. We went to Africa on a mission trip. And when we got home, we became sick. We got very, very sick. And uh, we lost our jobs. We didn't have any money. They didn't know anything about spiritual warfare. Anyway, uh, She said, I love to give sandwiches to the homeless, had gone down, made a sandwich, and stopped by a Goodwill store to buy my son a shirt. And she said there were some books there, and they were free. And I picked them up and didn't read it till the next day. But she said, I can't tell you how low I was that day. And I said, God, do you know my name? Do you know me? Do you remember me? Do you know my name? And the next morning, she picked up a book that was from, called Dreaming with God. And in the front, my husband had written, and I remember saying it to him. Dear Tressie, if God is for you, who can be against you? Love, Mom and Dad. and they live in dallas okay they were living in dallas at the time she found us on facebook and so of course we made arrangements to see her to pray for him she's well now he's well now and uh, she's serving the lord and but guys who can do that besides our god Oh, yeah, in the book, Tressie and Barry, or Tracy had to move on to California early, and Barry and his mother packed up the house and took stuff to the Goodwill. And they said by the timing of it, the book might have been at the Goodwill a couple of years. Waiting, wait, wait a second. Our days are ordained for us every day of our life before we'd ever live one day. Isn't it funny? Today, Billy Faye and I, we don't ever eat at Chick-fil-A in the mall. We ran out to Chick-fil-A. We're walking to the mall. Saw a lady that hadn't been back to church here since COVID, okay? And I said, hi, how you doing? Oh, we? Yeah, we're doing good. She said, I'm falling apart. That's what she said. I'm falling apart. And she began to tell us everything is wrong. And we prayed for her right in the middle of Dillard's. And she was like, I can't believe God sent y'all here. Wait a second. Our steps are ordained by the Lord. The steps of a righteous man ordained by the Lord. Guys, the stories, the supernatural stories, I could go on and on and on. but everything I realized what I did, I established it with my mouth. That's the prophetic mantle over this house. And I'll tell you, I always say that, that the success of this home is because we le- this house is because we lend to the Lord, but it's also because we receive a prophet's reward. And we're a very prophetic body. There's prophets and prophetic people all over this building because the spirit of prophecy is in all of us. Wait a second, I didn't even know that. Yes, that was the first week. The spirit of prophecy is inside us. And the boldness of the Holy Ghost makes us operate in the gifts. You know, I was thinking about we don't have, when you're beginning in prophecy, You don't have to say the word of the Lord is. You can say, you know, I was praying for you and I had a thought about something. Or it had occurred to me. That's what we say. It had occurred to me. But remember what I told Mr. Flurry. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be called shall be saved. Every time I saw him, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He was an atheist. After four years of hard plowing, I walk in, I've had a dream. I died, and I remember what you said. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I asked Jesus. I said, Jesus, Jesus. He got saved. Guys, that was supernatural. But I said, are y'all getting it? This is the prophetic mantle of this church. Now, I want to tell you, I want to find that one little last thing that Ron Campbell said so we got to get our mouth moving, right? Yeah. Guys, these are declarations to speak over your life every day. These are things I say. And I just wrote them down because I thought you might want to start saying them too. Because we need to believe some things about ourselves. And this is one thing how this starts out. My life follows my words. Therefore, I open and speak the abundant life Jesus promises. My heart is full of thanksgiving and joy as I remember all that God has done for me. I am a habitation for his presence. I declare today that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. His Holy Spirit is within me, and I'm a carrier of his glory. I'm positioned on this earth for such a time as this, and I'm an atmosphere changer, and wherever I put my foot, the atmosphere changes. I hear his voice, and I'm led by his Holy Spirit. I move in function in all of the gifts that he has given me. I walk humbly in my giftings, and I give him all the glory he is due. I recognize that apart from him, I can do nothing, but with him, all things are possible. I walk in the miraculous, and I believe for miracles today. I declare the perfect will of god over my life today i declare that as for me and my house we will serve the lord lord i bind my mind to the mind of christ to his thoughts will and purpose for my life i bind my eyes to the eyes of christ to see myself and others as he does i bind my ears to the ears of christ to hear his voice and follow in simple obedience i walk and minister in a keen sense of discernment i bind my lips Listen to this, it's so important. To the lips of Christ, to boldly speak the word of God and to do no harm. I bind my heart to the heart of Christ, full of love and compassion. And I compare that my desires and passions are aligned with his desires and passions for my life. And it goes on. I have one of these for everybody. I suggest, save them. Then make your own up. These are just a few. Oh, okay. We
1: need to leave. Yeah. We do 10 minutes left.
2: Okay. I told y'all this might be a little rodeo, right? But hey, it's okay. I'm passionate. You can't say I'm not passionate, <laughs> right? It's, guys, it's because of what I've seen God do. And I don't, listen, I'm not a bag of chips and all that. I mean, I'm really not.
1: I think you are.
2: Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> You do. You Lay's do. Lay's potato chips. You're yeah, the best. that's our favorite. Oh, here we go, Pastor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
1: That didn't come out right. No,
2: here no. we go. But this, I, I've got to read this. I've got to read this. This is Ron Campbell on August twenty fourth of two thousand fourteen. Okay. Remember, Pastor's very sick. We're barely back at church. I was thinking the first time you came back, I think you passed out on stage. Yeah. Yeah, he did, but we got him back up. <laughs> we got him back up. <laughs> oh wow!
1: They propped me up.
2: We propped him up and set him up again. Y'all, weekend not...
1: at Bernie's. Did you ever see that?
2: Okay, okay, guys. Y'all, y'all, I can tell y'all so many funny stories, but I have to tell you this: when I said prop him up, so when Pastor got home from the hospital, remember Don Babbins at our house, right? He's preaching for Pastor for six weeks, and so anyway. Pastor passed out. And so I propped I didn't him pass. up. I passed
1: he, out he, standing he, up, no, fell he, straight he, back on hardwood floor. No, That's how no, I passed
2: He no, passed out. But anyway, I set him up on the bench and I ran in to get Don. And when I came back into the bench, passed he out. passed out again. So anyway, when I said, <laughs> propped him back up. Yeah. Okay, but here you go. <laughs> Remember, this is Pastor's just barely back, okay? Now, listen to this. You're a giver. Your word says, Lord, that you gave your only begotten son. So because of the Father, we belong in this kingdom, and we're empowered by the Spirit, your Spirit. And, Father, you love us. And you loved us first because we loved you. And your love is the most powerful media of this earth. I thank you today, Father, that every man and woman today here in this building will experience your life. And I ask you, Lord, for freedom to become a place and a reservoir for your kingdom that every man and woman will drink and receive and thirst and be quenched and their wounds would be healed. Thank you, Lord, that the sound that comes from these people in this place today would be one of love, that your creative gifts would flow through here, that the miracles used here and spoken forth for the greater good that this becomes a factory of your presence. For you manufacture your presence to move the hearts of man from the world into the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Guys, those words are still But I just saw it as we speak forth the miracles. And listen, I just want to say, I know there's people, you need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. You need a miracle. Let's put our faith together. Let's believe God for the impossible. Jeff Peters is a miracle. He is a miracle. Pastor, you're a miracle standing up here. And I want to tell you, this is the year, I'm going to establish it, of my husband's healing healing manifesting Amen. it is the year we got places to go and people to see but and here on earth yes we've we've got to we've here on earth and beyond right yes but, but there's places is there questions
1: i've got one scripture to close with and if okay. have, did anybody even send a question yeah okay see we answered them all that's great. <laughs> Okay, we
2: don't need any questions.
1: And and when we close, we're going to, everybody gets, every family gets one of these. My Pastor, uh, we
2: want to pray over the people. We want to prophesy. Yes. But when, them. We,
1: but when we close, we're going to give everybody one of these. And then everybody gets one of the declarations pages. We have 200 of those up here. But as our, as we close before we pray with people, uh, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him, God, Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Isn't that cool? Yes. Exceedingly abundantly abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Yeah. One translation says, imagine.
2: Imagine. And we got
1: According goals. to the power that works in us. us. The power works in us. That's the Spirit of God. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. The same power to him. Amen. Be the glory Amen. in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations Amen. forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Listen, we will not end this without saying to God be the glory. Amen. Great things he has done. Amen. Come on, let's give God the glory tonight. Amen. Come on. God is good. God is faithful. God is awesome. God does more than we can ask or think or imagine exceedingly abundantly more. Amen. Amen. So don't settle for that not exceedingly. Go for the exceedingly. Yes. Yeah. Go for the abundance. Go for the more, because that's who our God is. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly.
2: And every day, let's 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 test this thing out, right? Yeah. Let's test change it out. Change
1: the way you speak.
2: Let's change the way we speak, and let's hear the testimonies that are happening from the way we speak. Amen. Okay? Um Even as we age, we know the Bible says that our bodies are wasting away, okay? Mm -hmm. But as I say, listen, you better put your big girl panties on and put the Word of God in your mouth and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living that we're going to bear fruit in our old age, that we're going to live long and satisfying lives and declare the works of the Lord. We've got to establish some things. you understand what I'm saying? So, Pastor, we want to bless people, to walk in the miraculous. Uh... Every day, let's say there will be miracles. There will be miracles as we go about. We've got to establish that. Y'all
1: stand up, so yes, I'm merely pray over you. Yes,
2: thank you, Lord. Speak it
1: over you. What she's speaking to all of us tonight.
2: But y'all, that's the prophetic mantle over this this house. It's what we have to establish with our mouth. You have no idea the if we that's in the declaration if we ever recognize who we carry we can't live the same we can't live the same we can't live the same and i want to say one other thing too you know how doctors sometimes i'll say well you got three to four months to live and you'll be dead in four months that's doctors they're people in authority but i wonder as church people what do we say sometimes now wait a second they're good things They don't sound bad Well, these things come off in layers. It could take a lot of deliverance sessions. or And I said, well, hey, wait a second. I saw a man delivered of an addiction for 13 years that was set free in one session. So i got to be on his shoulders, okay, (laughs) believing for the miraculous in deliverance, okay? Because it's the power of God that does the work. But he's asking us to be obedient. So what about this when the kids come back? We say it. Well, y'all were back in the world, you know, they could lose their fire. Or wait a second, they're world changers. What are they going to do? You see what I'm saying about changing our mouth? Even if you're arguing with your husband or wife, one of you has got to come to your right mind and say, why are we participating, okay? Get ready for change. Your life is going to follow your words. Pastor, what would you say? I never thought I was going to fail. Yeah. You established it. Mm-hmm. Sure, you think
1: about it. Didn't even think about it at the time.
2: You had no revelation. Right. The Lord gave me a scripture from Isaiah that says, uh, uh, every tongue that rises against you will be shown to be in the wrong, and you shall condemn. That's one of the things that I have written down. The Lord gave me that scripture when I didn't even know the scripture was in Isaiah. Okay? But he's not just speaking to me. He's speaking to you. So Father God, Lord, I praise you. I bless you. I thank your mighty name. Father, as we lift our hands to you, Father, I thank you that there is a release in this body body today, Father, of your prophetic voice. Father, I thank you for the prophets that are in this room. I thank you for the evangelists that are in in this room. Father, I thank you for the apostles in this room. Father, I thank you for this army in this room father I thank you for what I see you doing father may we see what you're doing that we won't pray just a deliverance prayer a healing prayer a salvation prayer we will speak the words that you're speaking that will set people free and save them and heal them and deliver them father God father as we go about the works of the kingdom may we be clothed in power may we be clothed in wisdom may we be clothed in discernment may we be clothed with your glory lord it is all about you it is all about you we thank you thank you thank you for what jesus christ has done for us holy spirit blow through this place tonight lord for people that need a touch in their mortal bodies god
1: come on up if you need prayer for healing tonight come on up
2: we praise you lord we praise you lord